Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Perspective, a show where we tackle paranormal uh, and supernatural claims, belief in aliens, conspiracy theories, and pretty much any claim you'd like to bring us. Uh, my name is Ethan, and your host for the evening are student Dr. Ben and Secular Rarity. How you doing? No, we're hanging in there. This isn't my usual setup, and people in the audience might notice that um, my audio and my visuals aren't as good this week, but it's because I'm out of town. But it's all right. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. We finally have somebody that, that has some good medical knowledge, and I have this crazy rash on my back. It's like right about – I'll show you afterwards, Ben. We'll do it afterwards. We're yeah, doing we can, a – After party. In the Discord. Okay, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Also, so everybody out there, if you want to, to find out what rash I've got on my back. <laughs> also, if you are like uh, anti-vax or have any medical claims you'd like to make – now is the time to call the show. This is the mm -hmm. one time where we will make an exception and take an anti-vax caller because we do have a medical professional on staff. That's right. Uh, so, STV, before we jump into calls, tell uh, everyone a little bit about yourself since this is your first time on YFNA. Yeah. Um, so, I'm student Dr. Ben, and I have a YouTube channel where I, I have a live show called Medical Myths where we talk about fun weird medical things that are going on in society. I also talk about um, biological sex. I talk about abortion. I talk about all kinds of medical issues that pertain to social topics of conversation. Um, I also have trivia nights on Twitch and that kind of stuff. And um, so if you like science, and especially if you want to build up your own uh, arguments for a conversation with anti-vaxxers or with um, pro-lifers or any, any of the above people, um, definitely go watch some of my content for some of the scientific content related to that. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I had the uh, luxury of meeting SDB at Faithless Forum. It was a genuine pleasure. Uh, Elliot, I wish you were there, though. Maybe next time. Um, I know there's a couple of uh, cool things that, that'll be coming up in the near future that um, I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, yeah, it would, it would have been so much fun to hang out with y'all and so many of the other cool people, but that's okay because we pestered you enough and you let Ben and I on the show. So, I mean, so far, so good, you know, we're here and we're going to answer some people's questions, I think. So I'm excited. It'll be fun. And, and we are going to start calls in a moment, but if, if I recall, wasn't it, uh, you, Elliot, you wanted a host with SDB specifically? Yeah, specifically? of course. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, Ben shot me a message and said, uh, he was like, dude, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm going to get to hop on the perspective. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, man, I, I have to see if I can if I can host with you. Um, and then, yeah, you were you were kind enough to let me back. I'm sure you kind of shook your head for a minute and like cursed the heavens. And we're like, why does this guy <laughs> keep asking? Um, no, dude, so I'm glad so you good. did. That's why that's why you're here, because that's I'm right. glad you asked. Um, well, SR. SR was on my show mm -hmm. a while back for mm -hmm. Medical Myths talking about alien cults. Yep. And we just knew that we had like this stream chemistry. So I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to go on with my bro. It's really the fact that we're just two super sexy guys. I'm sorry if anybody out there doesn't want to hear how good looking Ben and I are, but it's just <laughs> the case. We're two great looking dudes and you all are welcome that we are here together. So. You know, that's one of the difficulties uh, with the perspective is finding the right host because you could have two amazing hosts, but then you put them together mm -hmm. and the chemistry is just not there. So it's it's 
difficult trying to fit the different personalities together. You obviously, you don't want to have like two crazy friendly people on at the same time. You want to have a balance between, uh, you know, friendly and someone a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be the friendly one. You be the, you be the bad cop tonight. Is that cool, Ben? I'll be good. Cop, bad you cop? be bad cop. You're wow. bad cop. We just settled on it. Okay. We just figured it out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess we have to now. I'm down. <laughs> No, no, Ben, just, just be yourself. I'm sure it'll be great. (laughs) All right. We have like two more minutes of vamping to go and then we'll get to our first caller. Oh, I can vamp. I did. Um, this isn't, yeah, this isn't important at all. Um, but I made some chili the other day and, uh, it was pretty good. I was really happy with it. Um, tried something just slightly different. Um, and it was really good. I celery salt, you guys, if you don't use celery salt in your cooking right now, I'm really going to suggest that you start just kind of throwing a little dash in with almost everything. It really is. Uh, it's really, really, really good spice, I guess, just for, just in case anybody wanted to know that. So <laughs> Ooh, we got a, uh, super chat. Thank you. Oh, so thank much, you, Jonathan. Jonathan. Polar, uh, six sixty six. If pestering Ethan and being sexy is what it takes to get on, my schedule opens back up in March. Okay. <laughs> I love you, John. Oh, man. Well, um, Anyways, celery salt also goes on hot dogs, Chicago-style hot dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's really good. Again, I, I really – a buddy of mine, um, he told me about it a while ago, and I thought – you know, this is, I, I just don't know if this is something I want to do with my life. It seems like a really big change for me to just start adding celery salt as a staple of my, of my spice cabinet. Um, so <laughs> just seemed like a lot of change all at once, you know? All right. Uh, ready to get to your first caller? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let me, give me just one second. I think. Okay, so first caller is agnostic, calling about a paranormal video they recorded. Uh, I think it's Deanne. Deanne, you're on with Secular Rarity and student Dr. Ben. Hey, how's it going? Good evening, guys. Hey, is it is it Deanne or Diane? Just just so that we know. It's actually it's actually Deanne, but uh, I go by D. We can we can call you D. So. You've got yes, you've got a video. It sounds like of uh, of of something a little spooky. What uh, what happened? I um well we, we we've been having paranormal experiences for many years, but this one was something out of the ordinary that to this day still perplexes me because I think it was a little more than paranormal. I think there was little extra something going on that kind of leans like towards extraterrestrial, or at least okay. I kind of tend to think that. Yeah, that's what that's what we're I here don't know for. If you've D, what seen, uh, reviewed the video or not? No, I we haven't. Ben yeah. and I haven't seen the video at all, and our our viewers probably out there um, are a little bit unfamiliar with it as well. If you could just give us maybe like a quick minute, maybe minute and a half rundown of kind of what was going on in it, um, we'll kind of see what our thoughts mm-hmm. are, and maybe we can help figure something out, or yeah. at the very least, just say, "Hey, we don't know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, this was a. It was in the middle of the night. Um, and I, I had been catching things in, in my 
bay window. And, and I said, just for the hell of it, I'm going to, I'm going to put my camera up and I'll put my cell phone up and I'll, I'll put it on the tripod and I'll just leave it there. Hmm. And so I didn't really think anything of it. Let it go. It's pretty much like kind of dozing off, not paying much attention. And I didn't see anything looking out the window. So after I was done taping, um, wasn't expecting to see anything, went to bed. The next day when I reviewed the, the recording, I was like it was a mouth drop because there was something near the edge of the road inside my fence, which is roughly like 80 feet away. Okay, real quick, I've got the videos. I can put them on screen. Oh, okay. Okay, there's two of them. I'm going to play them right now. Yeah. I mean, look how bright that is. And then it goes down. Like you flip the switch. I can hear it. Okay. Went through the window. My window was closed, and a flick of light jumped from the back of my dining room table mm-hmm. right through the window. So it's pretty cool. But going back to the other video, there's a there's a, a pole that's lit up that doesn't belong in my yard. And for the life of us, we we couldn't figure out what was causing it to be illuminated. Like, Mm. what was the pole there to begin with? But but being illuminated was even more perplexing. Dee, real quick. Um, Let me just just jump in real quick and just just kind of, you know, ask a little bit of of a question that's been bouncing around my head. Both of those videos look just a little bit difficult for for us as as the third party viewer um to kind of really suss anything out um but i'm sure it was really powerful while while it was happening for you right there is is it possible that maybe the the light in both situations was farther away than what actually felt at that moment is that a possibility or are you confident no chance whatsoever it was that close absolutely confident it was in my yard Okay. Absolutely so can, confident. Within within the video, a truck goes by, which gives it perspective. So I want I so, want to do a little you know, bit of an exercise was, here, um, because yes. I think it's very difficult, especially for something like this, where it's it's kind of difficult to really make out what's going on, right? So I'm not I don't want to sit here and tell you what I think it is. Cause I think that's just, I could just scramble around in my own brain and give you whatever I can pull out of my head. And, and that's not a good way to really think about this, right? If we want to discover the truth, let's, I want to make sure we're using good methods to get there. But I also want to, if, if it is true that it's something out of the ordinary, then maybe when you leave here, you could have a case 
to go into other conversations and be able to communicate it with other people. Um, so we can do this kind of as like a, a group thing. All three of us kind of participate. Um, have you ever watched House, the TV show? No. Okay. So it's a doctor show, and that's kind of why I'm playing into this. But the thought process is very similar to what I do on, an, on a daily basis with differential diagnosis. So someone comes in, they have some kind of symptom that they can't really explain. And our job isn't necessarily right off the bat to just think of, oh, it's this thing or it's this thing. Like, we don't just fall into a pattern. We have to think through this analytically and kind of exhaust our options and then figure out how we're going to determine the right answer. And in-house, they have a whiteboard and I don't have my whiteboard with me, but they go through and they, they just brainstorm, what could this be? And then they go through and think, what would I need to do to demonstrate this or to rule out this? So I kind of want to go through something like that here in this situation. So we have these videos, right? We have mm -hmm. the light and then we have the other the flash in front of the camera. So let's just, if you even have some paper near you or anything where you can keep track of this, what are some possible explanations? Even thinking about the most wild out there explanations, whatever you think could be an expl explanation, let's write it down. If you're How's playing along, if you're playing along yeah. at home, by the way, to all the viewers out there, please grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, write some stuff down if you want. Shout it out in the chat for us. So, um, but yeah, D, what do you think? You've got? Do you have an idea or two that Ben was asking about that it could be? I can think of one. So well, I was I thinking maybe we'll, like a we'll, stoplight we'll for that for first because one. I've been perplexed for over a year. Okay. I'd, well, I'd even tried to send it into MUFON to to have them analyze the original footage because what you're actually looking at is a video of a video because the original video was so dark and so far away, it made it very difficult to see. Okay. So okay. do you do you think that I think what what Ben was asking was for us to to try and um. You know, just just throw out one or two potentials, you know, like, for instance, here's here's the first thing that came to mind for me on that first video. Go for now, it. now, I can see some reasons as to why this, you know, probably isn't it, but could be a stoplight, right? A stoplight does that thing where it's got a light at the top and then it switches like a switch down to the light at the bottom. Right. I mean, that happens now. Again, I can think of reasons. Okay. As to, I can think of reasons as to why. From that video alone, I probably wouldn't conclude a stoplight. But are there any other potentials yeah. that you can think of, like Ben was asking? Yeah, and here, and don't even worry about ruling it out yet. Just mm -hmm. we're gonna take the first step right. and just rule things in, bring everything right. in, exactly. and then we can rule things out later. So don't even worry about being wrong or sounding stupid. This is just kind of a, an exercise to see where we get with it. So we've got a stoplight on the list. What else? What other possibilities could there be? Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Well, we you said potentially aliens, right? Cell phones. We, we cell ruled phone? out cell phones. Well, we let's put it back on the list. Any let's kind of... Oh, go ahead. Bef yeah, before we rule it out, let's, let's put mm -hmm. it back on the list. Just so we okay. have some options. Because I think too often something else that happens with our own brains 
is we fall into a pattern and we rule things out too quickly without investigating them. Mm -hmm. And when I'm saying investigating, like I, mm -hmm. I don't mean just that you, I'm not saying you didn't think through it. I'm sure you thought through it heavily. Um, but I'm trying to think of ways that if you were to communicate this with somebody else who didn't go through that initial thought process, how could we get to um, being able to demonstrate what it was or wasn't because if we're going to rule something out i'd like to have steps to say it's not this because like uh taking the the stoplight you could demonstrate whether or not it's a stoplight by the stoplight would probably be there the next morning that would be a rule out but that's something that's demonstrable as to why it's not that so just let's rule everything in and then we could start ruling some stuff out even if we already thought it was off the table well you don't does that make sense, Dee? Well, what what Ben is kind of asking it, for? It does, but there's not a lot of there's not a lot of things to rule. That's in. okay. That's the problem. That's fine. If we only get three options, yeah. that's 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 three more options than we've got right now. That's awesome. Let's let's just start at ground mm -hmm. level. That's what Ben's going for. So we've got cell phone. We've All got right. aliens. We've got stoplights. What else are we thinking could be a possibility? Is there anything else? reflection yeah sure okay could be yeah. could be could be the the second one could have been as upsetting as it may be to to think right but the second video could have been mm -hmm. somebody creeping in your yard and like flashing up a flashlight into your window right i mean that's not fun to think about but it it could be right so we got five options mm -hmm. right now of different things ben do, do mm -hmm. we need some more for this or I mean, I don't think we we necessarily need to. We could probably go on for hours mm -hmm. listing right. off every single possibility. Right. Um, but let's take the ones that we have. And we're not going to... The goal here is not to, to determine if it's true or not. I just want to get the thought process of how we got there. So let's look at each option and then say, what what would we need to do to demonstrate that it was true? And then what would we need to do to demonstrate that it's not true? Like, what would rule it out as a possibility? Well, if your stoplight is non-existent, so mm -hmm. we can rule that out. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Good, so that's no point. longer an option. So how so would we test the cell phone? Like four left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that one can uh, follow I actually yeah. went out there and videoed it. I actually went out the following night with cell phones trying to recreate okay. what was on the video and didn't even come close. There you go. So there's there's uh, a demonstration of that. Um, what else do we have? The reflection, oh, reflection on the yeah. flashlight. How can we demonstrate that it was or wasn't a reflection? Well, you... You'd have to you'd have to first assume somebody was out there with a flashlight. Okay, it's possible if we're thinking about that one. That 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 is yes. If we if we come to the conclusion that it definitely was somebody outside your window with a flashlight on that second video, we're probably going to need something that would show that it's a person that was definitely out there, like. Like maybe in the morning, D, you, you go outside and you see in your flower bed right under that window, there's one of your flowers that's been stepped on, right? That could be something that could give us some kind of good demonstrable indication that it was a person. Well, you got it. You, 
you got to stick to one video at a time because you're bouncing between videos. These are two different videos at two different times. But I think the I think the point so, that, that student Dr. Ben is trying to get at applies to to both of the videos, which is let's take the very first step, which is what we're doing, and just list out as many possibilities as we could and just try to walk through each one of them individually. Um, whether we're talking about the first video or the second video, I mean, yes, there are two different instances that are occurring, but both of these right now really sit in this kind of nebulous, we don't know space, right? And we'd go through the same process mm -hmm. for figuring out what either of them are, wouldn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but when you're explaining one that's 80 feet away and you're explaining one that's inside the house, you've got two different situations you can't. You know, you're not able to combine the two and, and um, right. You yeah, know, I get where I, I absolutely get what you're saying there. So let's, um, we, we found some good options for the, the first scenario. Um, let's, let's talk about the second video. So what possibilities could we have for that second video? Well, since I don't know which video you're looking at, I need oh. to know which one you're talking about. The one that looks purple or the one that's a little flick of light that goes through the window? That was the second video we saw, was the flick of... Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, the that second was video. Inside. Yep, that was inside the host, window closed. Um me interacting, you know, trying to get a reaction. Okay. So, so what could have caused trying that? To, well, trying to surmise something um, that I'm looking at not only on video, but in real time. Um. You know, I'm a very analytical thinker, but to try and, like, come up with, with variables to something like that, I mean, it's, it's tough. literally impossible for me. It's difficult. And that's kind of why I brought this approach in, because when you really think through, especially if you're starting off saying this is something out of the ordinary, or like this could be related to something else that's that's bigger than what we would normally think of. It's kind of good to think through it like this. And, and if you get to a point where you say, wow, I can't really demonstrate this or I can't really think this through, it, it's more difficult to attribute it to something out of the ordinary then. Right? Well, that's why I don't put videos up until I've gone through that process. You know where I where I absolutely have no explanation, and then I'll 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 put it out there. Mm -hmm. Like the first video, I tried to get Mufon. I tried to send it to Mufon because I I really questioned what was out in that front yard. I can couldn't I... duplicate it. Go ahead. Yeah, can I just kind of just shift just a little bit? Because um, I think I think already, D, it's it's been a really great call, and we really appreciate mm -hmm. 
you hanging out with us and just kind of letting us, you know, poke at this and, and see if maybe we can get maybe a different perspective on it, which by the way, if you're out there watching right now and you haven't called into this show with a cool story, whether it's aliens or ghosts or God, we love it all. So call us. Um, that being said, D, how do you think, how do you think these experiences, these, these two in particular that we've been talking about, how do you think they affect you in your daily life? Do you think you act differently? Uh, no, because they, they <laughs> events happen almost daily. Hmm. Um, you know, whether it's something visual or an EVP or um, something physical, um, you know, I'm, I'm so... I'm so used to it. It doesn't phase me anymore. It doesn't, it's, it's more intriguing than anything. Okay. So it's not, it's not as if you, you avoid certain places because you've had paranormal experiences there or you, you know, okay. Okay. It's not as if you're, you're afraid to uh, go, call somebody or, or hold a, a, a yellow crystal or anything like that. It's not really that it's just become kind okay. of a background noise for you. Pretty much after, after 50 years, it, it, it gets, you know, kind of like not as, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's, it's just, it's an everyday thing, Sure, sure. you know, except for when you come across those, particular videos where you're going, what is that? Hmm. You know, what, how do, how do I figure out what this is? Because this is not normal. This is not something that, um, and not only did I catch it in my yard, I ended up catching it in my neighbor's yard, you know, a few days later. Hmm. So there's, Ben, it's any kind other of commonplace, but yet things like that aren't. Sure, sure. Ben, any other any other thoughts um, before we let D go and just thank her one more time for her awesome call? Um, which, by the way, it sounds like D. It sounds like you've got a lot of very interesting stories, and I know that pretty much, well, all of the other hosts of this awesome show would love to hear some more of those too. So definitely call us back in the future. But Ben, any. Any other closing thoughts or, or questions you have for yeah. me? Yeah, I mean, I I think you're approaching it very, very well, like from the get-go, because you came in saying that it might be something out of the ordinary, but you don't really know. And I mean, that's I kind of a similar answer I would give, especially like it is something like I believe you that you saw these, we saw the videos. I believe you that there's something there that impacted you. And so I do, I do think you're approaching it from a good angle. So I appreciate talking with you on this. It was a great conversation. I think what, what separates me from a lot of other people is I don't approach it from a haunting point of view, mm. you know, that it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing to me. The fact that that you can you can interact, you can throw out a hello and get a hello back, um, it is very compelling to me. Very interesting. Very intriguing. 
And I think that the, what I'd like to leave people is if, if you're experiencing something like this, you know, be mindful, uh, you know, that you have company and to treat them like company. You know, I say hello to them every morning. I say good night to them every, every evening. And sometimes I get a response and sometimes I don't, but I think they want to be acknowledged. Well, Dee, we really appreciate you. Dee, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And like I said, please uh, give us a call back, hang out at the awesome Facebook pages or discords. um, And, uh, and thank you so much. We hope you have a good night. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you guys have a great evening. All right. Have a good night. Yeah. And for everybody, for everybody out there that isn't D, which is for my understanding, everybody, but D, if you're not already hanging out at the YFNA Facebook group, I don't know what you're doing. If you're not hanging out on the discord for YFNA, I don't know what you're doing, but SDB, you've got, you've got some places to hang out, right? Where, where, where can I people do. find you again? Where are those places? Um, yeah. My YouTube channel, uh, my Twitch, both are student Dr. Ben, as you can see here. I also have my own Discord, uh, which I can send you a link as well. I don't know if the mods I have. I think we Discord, have but... some links for you. We will find out for sure. We have some super cool calls. We've got somebody named Charlie that we're going to talk with uh, in just a moment. But before we do that, did you think it was interesting, Ben, where D said, it's just become so commonplace that it really is just mm-hmm. this stuff in the background that that always that always interests me, you know, because yeah. I really feel like m- the whole time I've been alive, I've, I've been looking and I, I I've never I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything that makes me come to that conclusion. Have you ever had something that was just like super funky and for a while you were like, OK, maybe it's a ghost? I mean, I think I think we all have to an extent, but the things that I found have I have been able to rule out. um, Mm -hmm. But it does it does interest me, like how how people um, experience the world and how they think about it. And so I love these conversations. This is a great place to be. Well, let me tell you, Ben. I don't know if you can see, but I can see. And I am excited for this next caller. We have with us Charlie. Charlie, you are on with student Dr. Ben and Secular Rarity. It sounds like you've got something pretty interesting you want to talk about. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you gentlemen doing today? Uh, we can't complain. Doing all right. Yeah. What uh, it looks it, it looks fun. I don't want to introduce it. I want you to introduce it for for all of the people out there. What what uh, what do you want to talk about? So today i don't necessarily have a personal story about these particular yokai as i like to call them and for those of you who do not know what yokai is it is a japanese term that is usually used to explain to call anything that's unexplainable or any kind of creature and that's a popular term that i personally like to use aside from being an anime and manga weeb don't judge me but (laughs) being someone that has also a huge interest in this i feel that to just keep it general and sometimes a little more safer for those who are more open to the idea of the existence to these things like myself i prefer yokai charlie um, can i jump in real quick however what can i jump in real quick i just want to real quick can you give us all a spelling of yokai how does that how are you how does that get spelled (laughs) 
<laughs> my Japanese so, is <laughs> So for yokai, um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the characters for it in Japanese would be. However, in English, mm-hmm. I would be Y-O-K-A-I. Awesome. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sure there were other people out right. there confused. So, <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, so, I would like to talk about a North American favorite, two actually, Wendigos and Skinwalkers. And for my own personal sanity, I would prefer to just call them myself W's and Walkers for the time being, like uh, The Walking Dead almost. Okay. Um, the reason being is that even though there's not much information about walkers or W's um, is because these particular yokai are deeply rooted in ancient Northern Native American culture and talking about them specifically, or even thinking about them or even speaking of them generally is thought to have negative consequences that it almost invites them into you. And you can actually see this with a lot of various other different kinds of yokai around the world where people will say, oh, don't speak of this particular one or else they're going to start coming to you or don't think of it or it will happen. Almost like the saying, you speak negativity into the air to make can it. Can I ask a, clear, a question real quick? So when you say yeah, sure. that they're they're coming at you, like, are do you have specific examples of what consequences you would get from from that situation? Like, is it a like um like a physical consequence is it like do just unlucky things happen like what it really can be there i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt Um, oh i just what so what that means is yes there could be some physical consequences that happen now whether these are to actually harm you or just to show you either way there can be something that lets you know they're there and even though, again, I am glad I have not personally experienced these because looking these particular yokai up, you can see how terrifying they are, even without the um, pop culture describing them the way they are. If you look into the deep legend and true legend for whatever can be found about them, well, Charlie, that is actually coming from so, the culture. Charlie, hang on they a second. They are horrifying creatures. Hang on a second for us. Because um, you, you have made quite quite a good few claims already Mm -hmm. i think um i think a lot of the times when we're in this setting especially on the side you know where ben and i kind of come down which is you know we're we're a little bit more skeptical maybe you know maybe we 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 don't we don't jump to an answer as quick you know we're we're not really you know running around saying we we hung out with bigfoot and had a beer you know that type of stuff (laughs) um that right all, all that being said Right now, to me, it, it seems like the best information we've got on these uh, W's or, or walkers, just to, to, to keep with that for you, um, are legend. They're really old stories that, that a lot of people have told for a really long time. Is there, is there maybe something uh, more now, more tangible that, that we can point to that kind of gives us information about these? So I agree with you. I feel that conclusions should never be jumped to right from the get-go from hearing just a small portion of tales. And yes, you are right. These 
particular yokai come from legend. So a lot of the information that is passed down is from legend. However, I feel that strongly that there could be a chance of certain particular yokai actually existing. Just to get off track a little bit, um, I don't know if many well, hang people on. agree with me. Hang on, hang on just a second, Charlie. Hang on just a second, because I don't, I don't yeah, want to, yeah. I don't want to get too far off of that. Because mm. I think you said You're something right. there that was right. really, really interesting and and might be worth just kind of poking at a little bit. Um, could it be the case that right now, um, in in your toilet, like deep? deep in your toilet deep deep in those pipes my brother there is a gold brick could that technically be possible i guess that particular circumstance would fall under um they could very well be wrong but schrodinger's cat where it could be or could not be possible at the same time yeah so pretty, if that were the case i'd be really happy yeah, me too, right? Like I'd love it. We should we should split it. Right. Please don't please don't take apart your plumbing, Charlie. Um, but I guess no, what I'm won't. saying is <laughs> good, 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 good. What I what well, the reason I brought that up was just to say when I first asked the question, and I'll I'll shut up for this because I know Ben has some stuff to say, but when I first asked, I was I was asking about something like today that was like tangible, you know, something that we could like we could like okay. put our hands on or or take a look at or something. And one of the first things that you said um, was, well, I mean, like it it could be the case that these legends are true. And I, I don't actually I don't dispute that. I totally. Yeah, I'm with you. But it could also be the case that there's a gold brick sitting in either of our plumbing systems right now. But neither of us are going to go uh, uh, take apart our toilets and like look for that because we feel pretty strongly for good reason that it's 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 probably not there. Um but again, let me let me shut up. Right. I know Ben's got something he probably mm, has to say. I do. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I want to take this at a little different of an angle because I know SR's hitting on the philosophy and the the logic as uh, he does. Um, there's something here that that you said that really could make a difference in how I see this issue. So you said that they can cause physical consequences. You have made a claim that is now in the realm of demonstrable or not demonstrable. So um, if, if these do have an effect on people and on the reality that we exist in, what kind of things, because you said that they could have some physical effects. So I want some specifics. What types of things could I expect that would tell me that, that this particular W or Walker interacted with our reality? I'm glad I shut up. That was a good question. <laughs> so, um, all right, let me start with the W's. So W's are, I'm not sure again, if many people are uh, familiar with them, but they're creatures from Northern Native American legends. Excuse me if I sound a little fumbly. I'm really excited to be doing this show. I love you guys' energy. So um, talking about this, though, they stem deeply from Native legends. And like many legends, some of them are based on loose facts that kind of weave to the imaginations of everybody and they kind of change. Like the telephone game, you tell one person one thing and then it becomes another, something close and then it becomes something all different together. W's are actually considered to be people at one point who had been driven to madness either by greed, starvation, um, 
so they will eat other flesh. And that's how a W is particularly, I guess, for lack of a better term, created. So they stem from cannibalism, which is something that we have seen in society for many encounters and throughout the world. Cultures have different terms for W's, which are almost the same with different physical appearances. So in that sense, a cannibal could very well technically be considered a W. But for pop culture, W's are creatures that are disfigured and morphed with bones showing, antlers, deer skin, deer skulls. They change so much about pop culture. But the root so, of it still on. started from cannibalism. Okay, so I, I want to address something really quick because I want to make sure that we're we're not strawmanning you in our our approach to this conversation. Um, in your belief, like with the the information you're you are bringing to us, do you see uh, these Ws as like a spiritual entity, or do you see them as a a physical entity? What specifically are we talking about so specifically we are talking about it in general um I, i'm personally not trying to convince anybody i don't feel the need to try and convince somebody because there are definitely many poke holes to go through this i'm particularly just talking about fruit for the mind and could these exist and how did how did they come to be in this day and age if i could real quick um, though charlie if if i could just because i i want you to know that this is um this is safe and and fertile fertile ground here i think both ben and i right. very much and please don't let me speak for you ben tell me tell me if i'm if i'm way off base here but i think ben and i very much would like to go to bed tonight and if there are <laughs> w's and walkers i think we want to go to bed accepting that those things are real i don't want to i don't want to sleep one more moment in my absolutely incredibly soft large fuzzy blanket that i have thinking that these things aren't real if if they are real so please if if i mean convince us we we want you to convince us like what is what is it what, okay. what's the evidence like tell us all right so I feel that if we are going to talk about the possibility of these creatures, yokai, existing, would be to take a better look at the walker, which is much more terrifying in a sense, as these can do several different kinds of magic, as skinwalkers are former shaman who have lost their way. So these particular yokai can actually turn into several different kinds of animals, either appearing as a coyote, a bird of some sorts, any other kind of physical animal. Animal. Now, the other terrifying aspect of them is the fact that they can actually travel great distances just to actually show somebody they exist. And there have been several claims of this happening, and each one is kind of terrifying because they're sort of similar. It starts with seeing an animal that at a quick glance looks normal. But when you go back, there are many different things according to it. Now, what? the eyes are one of the biggest things. Okay. Animal eyes are different than human eyes, varying from species. So these particular um, yokai can look like them, 
but they're not. And then they can mimic. They can actually mimic the voices of our loved ones. And they are so convincing at it that you really do begin to think it's actually them. Where now, I don't know about totally. yourself, and I don't want to speak for you, but I have had instances where I have heard someone or something speaking to me in the voice of my deceased mother. And they did not sound exactly like her as there was a slight difference in pitch. Now, I don't want to say it was, but my mind jumped right to that first because that's the most keen detail. Charlie, can I jump in again real quick? Stuck out to me. Go ahead. I don't I don't know if um, I don't know if you've noticed or not. Um, but in the last few minutes, for instance, you said about six, maybe seven really interesting things that all seem like they have a lot of baggage. Like, for instance, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned how they use magic, but I'm not positive that I have yes. a decent enough definition of magic even to 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 grant mm-hmm. anything about magic. So like that for me would probably take a whole, you know, 30 minute discussion of trying to trying to figure out what what that is. And and I guess I want to I want to go back to uh, kind of where Ben was going, because I, I think this is really, really important. And I, I, I think it's something that, you know, would actually be really cool, too. I mean, so what is. What is that thing that we could look at? that we could circle with the big red marker and say like, there's that physical evidence of this because it sounded like again, earlier at the beginning, you, you made it sound like they, like they can interact with us. Like they could bite us or yell at us or, or I don't know, throw stones. I mean, all kinds of things. And I think that's kind of where Ben was going. Like, is there, is, okay. is there maybe a, a medical report of somebody having these intense gashes on their arm? And it's just like, oh, my gosh, everything that we know about medicine tells us this would have to be an animal and it couldn't be a bear. Does that does that kind of make sense? Was that, was that right, Ben? Is that kind of where you were going? Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of going with um, something that we can really point to. And yeah. you're, you're hitting it right on the head. But then also I want to point out something here too it seems like we're starting with a conclusion and then working backwards to the data what we need to do is we need to start with the data and then work towards the conclusion so it sounds like we have this picture in the legend of of the walker right and then we're taking the smaller piece and saying okay well this could the small piece could be consistent with with uh, this legend of the walkers. So that's probably related. Or this other uh, person's story is similar to, to this. So what we should do is like SR is saying, we should start with, okay, here's something that happened. And then trying to work from that hypothesis of what, what did this? And then working our way to the conclusion. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yes, it does. So... so- I guess what would be the most compelling evidence of, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Was one of you about to go? No, no, no. I was just saying, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Charlie. Okay. All right. So I guess the most convincing piece of evidence would be one that I hear time and time again about a particular place called Skinwalker Ranch. And this 
particular place has had a lot of paranormal activity going on and things that people can't fully explain scientifically. And it all started with the first family to actually own that area, which just so happened to be on cursed Navajo land, which is where the first walker has appeared. Now, the only reason I said it the first time was to get and I give people the place of what it's actually called. So this place really kind of started this really big interest in the possibilities of walkers existing. And it's because this particular family has had several different kinds of encounters with all types of paranormal activity. The biggest one stepping out to them was a wolf that wasn't exactly a wolf. Now, this particular wolf has been harassing the family for quite some time when they first so, got there, but not actually doing anything. It just didn't look right. So I guess the biggest thing would be to look at that first. How okay, can, can we you, hold on, hold that? on, let's pause real quick. True? I want to I address this real quick, because you're saying... It's a wolf that didn't look exactly like a wolf. I want specifics. Like what, if I were to look at two wolves, what would tell me that mm -hmm. one is a regular wolf and one is something paranormal? I feel confident I couldn't tell them apart. That's just me. I feel like I couldn't tell two right. wolves apart. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great question. Well, what? That's... Go ahead, John. So that's yeah. kind of one of the most terrifying things about walkers is that at a quick glance, and for those who are unknowing of what these animals look like as the average wolf will go with for this example, which is, well, is that their eyes are almost like humans and that the tail is almost, it's not even a tail, it's a stub. Like, and then you, the fact that it's a bigger wolf. Okay, hold on, hold on. So, so these are things that we see in the animal kingdom. I don't know if you've looked at like a dog's eyes some of them have very similar eye shapes to humans granted you might have variations in pupil size and iris size um but i mean even my own dog back home has eyes that are kind of comparable to a human size can range uh, among different species of wolves um is there anything really in those that would just that would have to be something other than than a wolf. I guess the best way to put it when it comes to that, and again, I've had no personal experiences, all just coming from other stories and people sharing similarities between them, is that when you look into the eyes of these particular walkers who take in the shape of a wolf, it's not so much that how do I explain? This has always been tough to explain. This is why I'm glad I chose to be on the show and talk, and this is the one that rolled. Um, the best way to put it would be that the stare into these particular walkers' eyes is not like you're just looking at an animal. It's really like you're looking at a person mimicking an animal. Can we I know that doesn't fully click but that's the only way I can really explain it. Can can we can we pause it right there, Charlie? Because I think that might be a great place to pause it and and give us a freaking call back, man. Because yes. let me tell you, this is interesting stuff, and there is a lot here that I think um, we 
we can really, really get into. And there's a lot of really cool people that would love to do that. But I, I think that's a good place for us to pause because I think you said something there that oftentimes encapsulates where I land in a lot of these discussions. And that is, I know it doesn't really make sense, but it kind of does. Maybe, right? Sort of, kind of, if you, well, uh, yes. And I think, I think when we have those experiences, when we come up to something like, like our first caller today, where we don't know what the heck it is at the end of the day, well, that's just where we are. I mean, we just don't know. And if one of the criteria for us to determine whether or not something is true, if we really don't have a good understanding of what that criteria is, that seems like it's going to be hard to get to that place of knowledge, doesn't it? Of course, and it does come from a my standpoint of never having an experience with one. Sure. Although I'm sure someone who has would be able to better explain it than myself. Oh, I think they, you did a great I was job, just Charlie. Speaking of the interest of the idea, yeah, well, I think I think okay. you did an awesome job, and and it was it was a super super fun time. And before before we let you go and try to grab these last couple of calls, um, I'm going to let Ben finish up again because honestly. He's just fucking amazing. So, Ben, what do you got for us? I just want to give you a little piece of homework, uh, since I, I really hope that you are going to call in again. But one last question that I have for you that I'm sure um, whoever's hosting next time that you call in will be happy to address with you. Since you haven't experienced these yourself, I want you to think about what convinced you about these other people's stories. Because then maybe what convinced you is going to convince other people. And then, and just take that and, and think about it. And then, uh, you know where we are, Charlie, every Tuesday at 7 p.m., this Most awesome definitely. channel. So we really yeah. appreciate you. Most definitely. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. I promise I'll be a little more better next time. You do great. Oh, thank you for oh. Thank you again for having me. See ya. Of course. Okay, Ben, I just have to say this. First off, you're, mm. you're amazing. Um, but the homework thing. That's my stuff, bro. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. Calm down on that now, okay? I don't have much to live for in life, and that's the one thing. That's what does it. So, uh, what do you think? Are you? Uh, do you think tomorrow when you wake up, you're you're gonna believe in uh, W's and and walkers? Where do you think? I don't know. I think I need to tune in to the next time he calls in. And that was a great play. I'm. Yeah, I mean, I still need a little more, but that's right. I mean, it's I'm... still not ruled out yet. We'll I'm see. there too. I'm there too. <laughs> well, we have we have the perfect call next. Yes, I, I just I think this is gonna be so awesome. I am so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have the perfect per perfect person to answer this. And and y'all get just a few moments of me being silent. I know everybody wants that. We have Prophet Moonstruck hanging out with us. You are on with student Dr. Ben and Secular Rarity, and you have something medical you want to talk about. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hello. Yeah, what you got for us? All right. So um, I, I was going on a tweet, Twitter ramble as everyone goes with certain someone. And we went to a point, we reached a point where they said that a certain antiparasitic medication, I think we know what this is mm -hmm. about, mm -hmm. 
it is not effective in dealing with the current pandemic. Mm -hmm. Is it or not? It's a good All question. right. Real quick, well, before, you, before you say anything, Ben, let me just shout out our wonderful friend, Brainbug. Thank you so much. Bring on the Skinwalkers, Ben Rules, Ivermectin time. I agree. All right, it go. Is. It is Ivermectin time. Yeah, and I love that you're bringing this up as a, as a question because I know there's a lot of conflicting viewpoints going around, and it's difficult um, to really know what to do with it, um, especially if you're not familiar with, with the data. Um, I know there are people who have made studies, there's a certain meta-analysis that went out talking about ivermectin. And um, I would say it's it's not. It's not effective for the current pandemic. And there are multiple reasons why people are peddling this as a remedy. But I, I'm going to focus here not too much on like the, the super specifics of the science of ivermectin, because I have a whole video on that. Um, but I want to tackle a few of the like important points if you were to get into a discussion with somebody about ivermectin and why those arguments don't hold water. So kind of the, the biggest one here is that yes, in, in certain studies, um, you see antiviral properties with ivermectin. The biggest problem with this, these were in vitro studies and not in vivo studies. So are you familiar with the difference between in vitro and in vivo? Uh, what What's the in vivo one? Yeah, so in vivo is a study that is done in an organism. So in a human or in an animal trial, you're using the oh, medication okay, on. Okay. Yeah. And then in vitro is in like a Petri dish. Yeah. So, so um, the concentration needed to produce an antiviral property was five micromolar concentration. So let me put that into perspective a little bit. So the highest dose given to, to a person uh, of ivermectin uh, is 0.28 micromolar concentration, significantly less than that five micromolar amount. And that is still about three times the amount that is routinely given for a parasitic infection. So you can see that even if ivermectin is going to have antiviral properties, the amount at which you'd have to give is incredibly dangerously high. So that's something really important to look at is Sure, this, this drug could have a function, but is that function practical with how we are going to use it in a clinical setting? Like, uh, for example, if one does not want to vaccinate at all, shouldn't he be recommended, at least proposed, uh, ivermectin well, to... Did you um, so, uh, just... Just real quick, even even though Ben's the one here that's that's really well trained, I'm going to shout back what Ben said real quick, and we'll see if we're all on the same page. It sounded like what Ben said, our good our good medical doctor friend, which by the word by the way, happy birthday, Ben. Jonathan, it's made not this my birthday. Happen. It's um, not my well, birthday. Jonathan <laughs> did it either way, so no, we can okay. blame him. Um, but uh, uh, Moonstruck, it sounded like what Ben was saying was essentially the amount of this medication that it would take to be effective is so absurdly high 
that it wouldn't be helpful. Am I am I wrong on that? Did I miss did I misunderstand? You're not wrong. You're not okay. wrong. And I, that... I want to address what um, our caller is saying, because um, you just said that if if someone is not willing to be vaccinated, shouldn't they get ivermectin as a just as a, a second line measure? Is that correct? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Well, so three, what's it called? Yeah, like a, a uh, prophylaxis. Um, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> let me just ask you really quick. From your understanding of ivermectin, what is the goal? What does ivermectin do specifically? Oh, from what I can, from what I've heard, is that uh, it kind of like engulfs the the cells and protects them for from not from the virus but it's more protected from the virus because when the virus will attack will will uh, attack the shell first that's created by so it's um the proposed the mechanism the proposed mechanism is that it inhibits viral replication which at those incredibly high doses of a five micromolar concentration yes it would um but something else here when we're giving a therapy for for covid so even we're addressing the vaccine so if we're giving someone the vaccine what is the goal of the vaccine to have a passport no 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 i'm sorry i'm uh, the goal of the vaccine is to stop that was the initial goal to stop the spread right okay but then so, it changed to all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have a one. very, we have a very specific goal here, right? For the vaccine. The goal of the vaccine is to prevent spread. And then we have a, a couple different camps of, of ivermectin um, people who some say prophylaxis, and then some say for in-hospital therapy. Um, and those are both very different goals. Anytime we give a medical therapy at all, there needs to be a very measurable goals. So if I were to give um, an antibiotic, right, my goal is to um, reduce replication of the bacteria. Or if I give you an asthma medication, if I give you albuterol, um, a goal is either to improve oxygenation, reduce mortality by such and such percent. There's a very specific goal in mind. So to just say this helps people with COVID is a very broad claim that's not that's not really being demonstrated we have to figure out why we're using it and for something like prophylaxis versus an in-hospital treatment those are very different goals prophylaxis you're trying to prevent somebody from getting an infection at all or well not necessarily prevent them from getting it but prevent them from having complications of it if i were to give you a prophylaxis for malaria it's not a vaccine in that it's not going to prevent you from getting malaria it's just if you were to contract it you would be able to to fight it off. You're already pre-treated for it. Whereas if you're in the hospital, like shit has already hit the fan. Yeah. And and like hang on already. Yeah. yeah. Hang on just a second, Moonstruck, because I want to point out something here. For everybody out there okay. that's feeling just a 
just a little bit hot at how many times our good boy Ben has said prophylaxis. Did you know that uh, 9 p.m. Central Time on this great channel, there is an awesome show called The Pickup Line where they take your calls about sex, dating, and relationships? Uh, you guys should come hang out. Just like I said, if you're feeling just a little bit temperature rising, I know I was there. Um, but Moonstruck, did did some of that stuff that, that Ben was shouting there, did that did that kind of make sense to you? Did some of the reasons why he was pushing back uh, against those claims? Yes, I, I, I understand what he said. Uh, but the thing is, what I'm specifically thinking, talking about is the prophylactic uh, okay. ivermectin. Mm -hmm. And if a pro the, the thing is, I understand that in some cases the vaccine is better, but we have a lot of vaccine hesitance and COVID vaccine hesitant, not all vaccine hesitant. But uh, for those that do not want to get the, yeah. the shot, wouldn't uh, ivermectin be recommended as a prophylactic? Well, so as I mentioned, student. right, it's going to take a huge dose to even get that property to happen. There's a threshold at which it can be used for this. So at the at the concentrations that it is currently tested at for use for onchocerciasis or uh, strongyloides parasitic infections, um, which I think the, the standard dose is 200 micrograms per kilogram of body weight. So we've tested that and it is effective for those parasitic infections at that small dose. There's a threshold at that five, uh, five micromolar concentration that it would even be effective at all as an antiviral. So knowing that it's going to have complications at that high dose and not have the benefit earlier than that, why would you give somebody something that's not going to benefit at the safe dose? Does that make sense, Moonstruck? Yes, it does. But uh, that still uh, remains in the question, like, what should one do? Like if, so if they, they don't want to get the vaccine ever, are, are you asking just so yes. we, just so we know you're asking what should somebody yeah, do yeah. if they don't want to get the vaccine? So yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So if that's the question, um, that's difficult because we don't have yeah. a good prophylaxis. Um, and there are things being looked into and even some of the other uh, drugs that have been prescribed for COVID, they're, they're being used for hospitalized patients. So we don't have anything prophylactically. People being given uh, remdesivir or azithromycin are, um, are being given it in the hospital to, um, to reduce mortality. Um, and, and remdesivir is an antiviral and azithromycin isn't even given for um, COVID itself, it's given for the possible bacterial infection that you would get after having COVID. So those are just kind of mitigation. They're not really, they're not even really treatments, they're mitigation. It's mitigating bad things that have already happened. So this is a case where, where skepticism needs to come into play and we can't give a good answer, except that the vaccine has been shown to be effective. And then if you don't want that, then you need to take uh, steps for yourself and um, social distance, wear a mask, uh, don't go out in public. Those are things that we have data to demonstrate that they work. Um, as much as I'd love to say that we have something 
down the pipeline to be a prophylaxis for people who don't want the vaccine? I don't know. And none of us yeah. know. Yeah. And I think, and I think that, um, I think that's a really, really good place for us to kind of, you know, just like with the other callers, just kind of put it on pause moonstruck. Um, am, yeah. am I reading this right? By the way, are you giving us a call from France? Are you hanging out with us all the way in France yeah. right now? Yeah, that is awesome. I don't know. Awesome. I don't know if we have gotten a, a call from France yet, but we, we are super appreciative of that. Um, moonstruck. I would, I would love if, you know, over the next six or seven days, you, you just kind of just let everything that Ben was, was throwing out there because it was a lot of really smart stuff that I'm sitting over here, just trying to keep my composure and look like I know what I'm doing. And so it was a lot for me. So I'm going to need a couple of days and, mm -hmm. um, and we, we want to have Ben back on. And I think Ben is going to come back on and I'm going to pester Ethan and Moonstruck watch out for when Ben comes back on. And when Ben is back on, um, give us a call and, and kind of hash some more medical stuff out. Do you, do you like that? Yeah, but I, I, I know I kind of interested in the yokai thing. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> hey, look up some stuff about that. We love all kinds of calls. But but Moonstruck, this this was really great. And we've got we've got one more uh person we want to get to, but but thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's gotta be late where you are. Thank so. you. Thank yeah, thank you yeah, for calling in. <laughs> well, all, all right, right, you have a good one. Go to have bed. A great night. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> that was awesome. Ben, That's you great. You are a wealth of knowledge. How how is this possible? What 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 do you do with your time? I study. Oh, okay. All day, every day. <laughs> you you do you do some things do too. Isn't there a isn't there like a trivia thing that you do every so often? What's up with this? I do. I have trivia night every Friday at nine p.m. Eastern time on my Twitch student, Doctor Ben. And it, the best part is that trivia night is for everybody. Everybody who shows up gets to participate. And it's not all science. It's every random topic under the sun that you can think of. And it's a great time. And we can hang out. SR it, uh, was trivia champion for a I little was. while. I was. I don't like to brag about it, but I did specifically <laughs> mention that, hoping that Ben would give me an opportunity to. There you go. But <laughs> we've got one more call. Uh, I think this person has, has hung out with us before. Um, Trisha... You are on with student Dr. Ben and Secular Rarity. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good, good. What uh, What do you got for us today? It, it sounds like some some interesting stuff. <laughs> maybe maybe some aliens. Yeah. Um, whew, it's like overwhelming because I've been going through this probably about a year now, actually, year to date, and. Um, I have talked to several people, like out there. Um, um, I'm not going to mention names, but people that have do documentaries, people that are very big with MUFON and on Discovery Channel. And I know a thousand percent, and I always use that because I am that confident um, that this is real. And I don't know. Well, I kind of do know why I'm chosen, but. For some reason, I'm chosen, and um, something very big is happening, and it's happening here. And I don't mean just physically where I live. It's on Earth, and it is definitely happening where I live. Um, 
I, I just have so much. I, I have so much. Yeah, could we? Could and we I just? And I am recording a lot. Yeah, could could we just kind of kind of just real quick right there? It sounds like there's something um, super big and super interesting that Ben and I would very much want to to know about. And um, what what is that? What is that thing that's coming up? Okay, well, um, there are aliens here. They are creating hybrids, which um, basically taking whatever they're taking from us. I, I guess it was their DNA. Mixing it with theirs. I have videos um, to prove this. What they're doing to us with the people that I live with actually sleeping. They're tag- there's okay. First, I don't want to jump all over the place, but I'm going to say there was an episode on ancient aliens um, in 2014. I think it was called Alien Breeders. This guy described this lady that was above him um, in bed, and there was an alien on the side of him, on the foot of him. She had blonde hair, very milky skin, narrow chin, pointy nose. I have her on my video. Okay, it is real. Everything that they describe aliens to look like, they look like. I think they can change um, the way they look depending on the, uh, what they're in. They can move in and out of any object or being, but they need something to connect to it, like kind of like a conduit would be, like. Um, there has to be something connected for them to move through it. They have these white balls of light that they can come I pause you out of just, their mouth. Can I pause and, you just a moment here, Tricia? Yeah. Because we've got we've got a lot already for sure. Um, it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reach yeah. out I'm gonna reach out behind the scenes. I think I think our wonderful producer Ethan said there were there were some maybe some photos that we had that we could show. Um, I don't know if maybe, yeah, yeah there we go. That's, yeah, that's nothing. Uh, that's nothing. I, I sent him a few, but not even my best ones. There okay. Screenshots for my videos. Okay. And we're just kind of, I don't know if you're also uh, checking out the, the live stream as well, but we're just kind of um, flashing no, those I, up I, on I'm screen not. at the moment. I, I so Ben and I are kind of, Ben and oh. I are kind of going through them just, just a little bit here. Oh, um, okay. They told me not to do that anyway. That was one of the rules. <laughs> so. Not to watch the YouTube yeah, yeah, no, I mean, they were right. You should always listen to the call screeners. Uh, but uh, it it sounded like you said you were you were chosen to maybe like ward this this off this this kind of um, hybridization and so um, forth. Is that is that they, am I uh, right? Uh, they know that I see them. They I actually physically touch them. Um, they're not visible to every human eye. They are some kind of extra interdimensional, whatever you call it, but they are physical beings. I, I feel them moving. I feel them touching me. When they touch my hand, it cramps up. It turns like bright reddish purple in all kinds of ways. I could never even bend my hand. Um, they can do anything they want, but they need something from us. They're very respectful. Trisha, can, um, I, go, can I go back to... just so much, like... Trisha, can I can I yeah. go back to my my question? Because I think this is really interesting. It sounds like you're saying yeah. we're right now. Oh, I'm chosen. Why am I chosen? Yep. Why 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 are you chosen? Because that it sounds like that's a big deal, okay. and I'm wondering why you. Right. I I asked them that, and the first time I asked them, and they don't communicate like us, so it's all it, it's telepathically. But like my head will start clicking, my neck will go down, and I'll hear what they're telling me. Also, if I'm recording, they, there's a clicking noise. But um, they told me my heart, okay? That was the first thing. That, um, in my opinion, 
Um, okay, my heart. Like, do you want to take my heart? No. They are very, very interested in human emotion. I have a very big heart. I'm a very good person. I've been through a lot, broken, you know. There's just I have a story. Um, but at the end of the day, my heart is still beating and golden no matter what I've been through. Um, at first, I'm like, why do you want to be more human? They don't feel like us. They don't have feelings like us. They, they don't have that, but they want to experience it. Our sexuality, our emotions, they are very interested in it. So okay. that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, hang on. Hang on just a second. I think they tell me all these quotes. I think Ben yeah. might have some things he wants to wants to question about. Well, I just I want to get to some things here because, like, of course, I I believe that you had these experiences and that they mean a lot to you. Um, as you as you mentioned, um, these are experiences that don't that don't happen to everybody. So if it's something that's isolated right. to you and and a select few other people, I want to kind of ask you some questions and see what we could learn about it um because knowing that i couldn't have that experience um so what you could kind of yeah things... had asked me yeah um so when you have these experiences um let's let's pick a specific one your first time experiencing this what were you doing at the time yeah. um my boyfriend at the time well he's still my boyfriend but he said, oh, my God, come outside, look at this. There was something in the sky that it was not a drone or a planet. It was moving so weird, and it, it, it was just something that was very weird that it frightened me, actually. I ran in the house when I was recording it. When I played back the video, I was like, whoa. I saw so much more to it. Um, they do have vessels that they travel in, and um, they, I have many, many videos of UFOs, many. Okay, um, so this, and so let's, you actually see them getting off of them. Yeah, so let's what? address, like, I, I kind of want to create a story here so that we can understand what you were okay. experiencing at the, at the, and I'm picking just this one example, just so we don't get bogged down with too many details going back and forth between stories, because I really want to understand the context of how this happened. So, so you... Uh, your your boyfriend at the time told you there's something in the sky. You go outside, and were you filming it that first time? Yes. Okay, so you were filming it the first time. What kind of camera were you using to film it? And my my crappy phone, <laughs> but like it was okay. a phone. But, okay. Yeah. Um. Were you? Uh. As you said afterwards, you kind of ran back in the house. Was your was your heart kind of going really fast? What kind of things was your body doing? Um, well, it was not necessarily. I, I was just, it, it was, it startled me because I was like, because when, when you think about an alien coming down and in, like, it, it, it's kind of scary, you know? So I, I, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh my God, I ran in the house, um, which is very similar to the experience the first time I saw them without using the camera and I saw them with my own eyes. I have that recorded and that's a very big recording because you see everything, the way they come through, the way they walk, the way they look. And then as it got close to me, I started saying, no, 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 I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. I ran in the house, but my phone was still recording. My phone recorded 21 minutes, but only 10 minutes and change was on the video. Everything else was blacked out. 
they followed me into the house and you actually see it okay. happening as I'm walking in the house. Okay, so so you got the, the video. Do you have video evidence of of them following yes, you? Yes, I do. What they look like? Yeah. Yes, I sent Ethan uh, one video. I don't know what, uh, if he got it or I can't, I can't even tell if it went through, but yeah. I, and that's another thing. I have like 40,000 pictures and 1500 videos and I'm trying to figure out how to send them when the files are too large and I'm just figuring it out. Organizing them is, is an issue. Um, cause it's every day. I accumulate them every, I can tell them come here right now. I, they will come and do whatever I have. Them to do. Trisha. Um, I'm not ready to see you. Not now. Not like, not like this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh -huh. Yeah. Do you play that slow? You'll see some. You'll see some shit. Let me tell you. You'll see. I open the door slowly, and this thing comes out. It's weird. It makes a weird noise out of this. Not, I don't even know what it is. Trisha. Boom. It, Trisha, it, we're we're yeah. we're we're close to the end of our our show, and we we really appreciate you hanging out with us. Um. Before we, I you yeah, and and you've called in before, and and call in more. I don't know if you know this or not, but Ethan loves hearing about aliens. So if you're out there and Definitely. you, oh, if you have anything to say about aliens, you have to hang out and call this show. Um, but before before we will. before we wrap up, um, Trisha, if I'm not saying I can. Right. I don't have anything right now, but if it were possible for me to bring you like like a booklet or some video footage or, you know, a doctor doing a presentation, just just something that could potentially 100 percent prove all of this wrong for you. Would you want to see that? Would you want somebody to show that to I you? Absolutely would. And okay. at the same time, I will prove to you it's a hundred percent right. But absolutely, I'm open for that. Because yeah. you don't think I like this is like weird, you know, for a human being to experience the sure. unknown. And and of course, everyone's going to be like, oh, I know what's real and I know what's not real. Okay. And mm -hmm. um, there's people that they spend their lives studying this and invest millions of dollars. But I have the proof. They are, there's something that's going to happen with our planets and they're actually showing me in pictures, but I'm, that's why I need to connect with people that know what, um, a lot about physics and science, biology and anatomy, all of that. Can I, and it's very hard to get in touch with people. Can I kind of, I want to point back just because I don't, I don't know if you know this or, or not, Tricia, um, but I am actually co-president of the Student Dr. Ben fan club. Uh, I'm co-president with a man named Kenneth Leonard. Um, us three dudes, we we all love each other because mainly because we're all so cool. But um, Student Dr. Ben earlier mentioned something about you know writing down a list of things that could potentially be um, you know the answers to these things. And I guess even though he kind of stole my homework thing earlier, I'm going to give you some homework. Um, do you think maybe in the next week or so you could sit down and write out maybe one or two, maybe three or four bullet points of if it could be proven wrong, if, if what you're thinking about all of this could be proven wrong, how the heck would somebody even do it? Do you think you could do that for us and maybe kind of 
reach back out to us and 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 tell us another story or, or just see what what How those potentials wrong? if i'm physically feeling something move in my hand and see it moving and see it with my eyes how how is that proven wrong though i don't know you can't you're saying there's <laughs> you're saying there's no there's literally no possibility whatsoever that you think in the next 7 days that's a lot of minutes that's a lot of seconds in that whole time you don't think you could come up with one or two, I think you probably could come up with, even if it's wacky, mm-hmm. just like what we were doing earlier. Ben and I yeah, came up I with some that. wacky things, even if it's just crazy. Do you think maybe you could come up with just a couple and reach back out to us and maybe see? Uh, uh, I guess, but then I'd have to bring also the people that have witnessed this with me that have well, we with want me. That. Yeah, That's that. what we want. Okay, because it's not just me. I'm, I'm so there's like, you know, but it's but it's not everybody. You have to have an open. Uh, you have, your third eye has to be there, and you have to be very receptive to this and not be critical because this is like they don't want you to see them if you're going to be like ah, oh, you know what I mean. Well, I think you're doing something very big here. And I think a lot of a lot of is. that stuff that you just brought up, especially the fact that you have other people that that have also had these experiences and could tell us more about them. Mm-hmm. I think all of that would be would be right. great. Um, I'm sure you know about the wonderful Facebook page for the YFNA group. I'm sure you know about the wonderful Discord. Um, no, no. What is that? Oh, my gosh. There are these awesome links. They're down below in the live chat and the show notes. And you can go hang out. You know about Facebook. It's that that internet thing, and everybody gets together and and yeah. does stuff. Discord's really similar, except basically you can like live chat with people too, and it's a little bit easier. Um, our wonderful, okay. wonderful fellow student, Doctor Ben, has both of those, by the way. And uh, you should go hang out there too. And uh, anybody listening, but Trisha, we really, we really, really appreciate um, you hanging out with us again. And and. Do please in the next in the next few days, you know, think about some of the stuff that that we got to throw out there and and come back to us and and what give does us that guy mean that you said that that doctor that wrote whatever student doctor Ben wrong. this awesome <laughs> this awesome guy right next to me yeah yeah that guy right there he's super awesome oh he's there with you yes yeah, student doctor Ben he is uh, he is oh, awesome Bim Bim B I wait Bim B I B E N okay okay. But Trisha, thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate you hanging out with us and, and just kind of letting us, you know, poke around and, and think some more. Um, I think I think if okay, you do remember, the next, remember yeah. my name, though, that I said it first, because one day it's coming out soon and I'm going to write a book about it. But just awesome. remember that I said, well, it okay. well, if you get there, okay. if, if we get that book, you know, we're going to want to see it. OK. Oh, I'm on it. I'm on awesome. It. Well, thanks and so I much. I show even a lot more. So. Uh, I'll be in touch. Awesome, awesome. Well, you have a good night, Trisha. You too, thank you. All right. Ben, what'd you think? Did you have fun? Yeah, that was a fun show. I liked that a lot. I thought so, I thought so. You got your ivermectin call too. I wasn't I got it. That. Can we can we have Ben back? I I don't know if people in the chat want it or not, but can we get can we get like a one in chat if we want Ben back? I want Ben back, so I'm putting a one. Putting like the number one in the chat? Yeah, isn't that what I, I don't know? That's what all the hit. I think it's do, safe to say Ben. You know, pending, Ben's coming back. Uh, yeah, pending his schedule, Ben's coming back. Good deal. Go Good ahead, Gad. I'd love to. I'd love to. Sweet. Um, all right. So, uh, reminder: Where can everyone check you out at? 
yeah, so on YouTube, Student Dr. Ben, just as it's spelled here. Um, same thing on Twitch, Student Dr. Ben. Um, I also have a Discord, so go hang out there. Um, come hang out on Trivia Night on my Twitch, uh, SR. You just totally broke up. He wants to challenge all of you. To, I hope you all can be there. You broke oh, yeah, up. Yeah, I'm a lagging bit. a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, it's I think okay. I'm, I'm back now. Thank um, you, Meet Matthew, for the five dollars. Yeah. Um, second rarity. Where can everyone check you out at? Go to Student Doctor Ben stuff and subscribe to all of Ethan's stuff. If you're not already doing that, don't even think about oh, yeah. going to my link. So, uh... <laughs> um, so everyone does. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> wow. Okay, it. there. Now I'm good. Just so everyone knows, we do the Discord after show right at the end of this. Jump over to Discord uh, if you are, uh, don't. If you're not a part of the Discord already, link is in the description of the video. Uh, I do want to thank our top tier patrons: Cindy Plaza, Left Right Left, Kenneth Leonard, Sky, Jump and Shoot, Oz, Secular Rarity, Philip Leach, Caitlin Beyond, Toast, Richard Gilliver, Sunset Sarge, Amit Matthew, Ray Sylvester, Kyle Brewer. Thank you all so much for your patronage. And then. Um, uh, this Thursday, we are on the pickup line. We are talking asexuality and relationships, and none other than Tangel will be on again. For those who don't know, the last time she was on, she showed me what sounding rods were, and I cringed. If you don't know what sounding rods are, uh, I wouldn't Google them and what they do because it's kind of cringeworthy. I shouldn't that, say that. Can we get that video in the in the in the chat below, just in case anybody wants to check it out? I mean, it's a okay, great. Okay, you know video. what? Should I play it? I have. <laughs> oh yeah. Seconds. Oh yeah. Okay, we'll play it real quick. I don't. What? I don't get it. What is it? I'll give you a demonstration. Are you okay? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so you're welcome. A, so, so those are sounding rods. So it's a cystoscopy for fun. Oh. Okay. It still makes me cringe. <laughs> Thursdays at nine p.m. on YFNA. <laughs> yep. Everyone, like, uh, subscribe. And uh, next week, Jim Barrows and Brainbug will be on. And uh, have a good night.